All right, good morning, good morning, everybody. Howdy. Kevin, Sonia, Aaron, Ashley, James, Alison, David, Deborah, Jeff. Everyone's up early this morning. Early bird gets the worm. Morning, team. Morning, crew. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, a fancy new intro video, folks. There you go. Anyway, the, the team are uh, spicing things up in the content world, so uh, kind of kind of fun. Great to see everyone here today. Hope you're all awesome and well. Let's do the intros while we wait for the internet to warm up. Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that already, but if you don't, there you go. That's who, that's who I am. Uh, let us know if you're new. We do have a fair few people <clears throat> joining our coaching and mentoring program often. About 45 joined uh, in the month of November. So welcome if you are new. If you're new and uh, you're dropping by and you're saying hello and might be the first time or you're coming back, let us know. Let us know uh, how you're rolling. Let us know where you're coming in from in this uh, fun, funky world. Kevin's all the way from Florida in the States. And I'm sure many of you are scattered around Oz, wherever you are. Thanks for joining. Great to have you here uh, on this marvellous Monday. Uh, over the next few days, I'm going to be down in Sydney doing some uh, some training with my uh, business crew, the K2 uh, mastermind community, Kerwin Ray and uh, our business program that myself and, and Shay do. So um, I might be uh, out of action for a couple of days, but uh, I'll let you know, folks. But uh, today I thought we would talk about debt, D-E-T, D-E-B-T, deb, debit, <laughs> debt, four-letter word. No, it's not. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and uh, a lot of... Um, Debt gets a bad rap. Debt gets a bad rap, folks. And for me, if you understand, ah, here you go. Steph, good morning to you. Lee, all the way from Tasmania. Great to have you with us, Lee. Um, if you understand debt and how to use it, it can be super, super powerful. It can help you gain returns uh, and, uh, and certainly can help you as a property investor. But let's talk about that this morning. That's what I thought we would talk about. Maybe debt recycling, equity arbitrage, good debt, bad debt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let's just go from the top and let's talk about good debt, good debt versus bad debt when it comes to the world of investing. Now, let's talk about this. Now, I think good debt's the easy one to understand. What is good debt, folks? Tell me in the chat. Let's get involved. Let's talk this through. We've got a 15 minutes to uh, make some sense of this thing we call debt. You know, it terrifies It terrifies financial planners and, and those. I mean, that's because they're not wealthy people, most of them. Uh, and anyone who understands debt and especially good debt and how to use it properly, um, you know, absolutely fantastically can accelerate their wealth using uh, debt smartly. So what is good debt? How does it work? Debt, good debt. Number one, good debt creates an income. It creates an income. Anything that you buy using debt, it yeah, exactly, Alison, it, it creates an income. It's the instant process, all right? And this is kind of like from instance, uh, from the instant. It 
that grows in value. So we get an income. You want the, that thing to grow in value if you're going to use debt, right? Okay, as we go along. Number three, uh, what else? Well, it would be great if it's uh, tax deductible, any of the debt that you have against that, uh, against whatever you're purchasing uh, is tax deductible. Make sure that that's the case. Number four, um, and it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a a concept of uh, like baked into debt. It allows you to leverage leverage leverage. Debt allows leverage, and that probably should have been the first one. But you know, leverage—the idea that—and the idea that you can put X in and get Y out. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. It leverage increases increases your return on capital, return on cash, folks. It increases your return on cash, and we're going to talk about that in a second because this is where you know this is the thing that uh you know it that that I see often you know these uh you know well meaning i suppose well meaning you know semi professionals who kind of like think they're experts they go oh you know debt is bad bullshit debt is fantastic uh bad debt is bad shit you buy that goes down in value so let's talk about that let's talk about bad debt right good debt bad debt right uh, and we should call this actually. I think we should call this rich debt. You know, poor debt. Okay, I think that's a better way. All right, let's get rid of let's get rid of good and and uh, and poor. Uh, it's good and bad, and let's put in there rich and not Rick, not Rick Roller. <laughs> rich, wealthy debt, rich debt, poor debt. All right, let's talk about poor debt. Tell me in the chat, poor debt. What is, what does poor debt do, or has a lack of? Right? What does poor debt do? Well, folks, it doesn't produce an income. No income. No income. It it goes down in value. Right? It's not tax deductible. Sometimes it might be, but um. Yeah, when would it be? No, buying, buying, um, you know, buying furniture to have at home. It's just consumer debt stuff. Yeah, stuff you don't really need. You're dead bloody right, Alison. You know, um, it's not tax deductible, and you know, leverage. It actually cuts both ways. This it it increases. It increases. Your losses. That's why often, you know, in the financial planning world, you know, they're terrified of debt. Oh, don't borrow too much. Anyway, they don't understand what's going on. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about rich debt, poor debt. Let's talk about um, equity arbitrage. Let's talk about what I want to. What I want to sort of talk, uh, take you through right now is this return on cash, return on capital, and how does it work? How does leverage work in our favor? Well, let's have a look at this. Let's have a look, especially in the world of property investing. If you've got $100,000, and let's look at some, let's look at percentages of leverage, okay? 
percentages of leverage when it comes to return of cash or capital. Let's say right now, if we had $100,000 to invest and we were able to leverage into um, into the marketplace, what would we be able to buy at these, these loan-to-value ratios, right? Loan-to-value ratio. Now, with the same amount of money, $100,000, let's do $100,000 divided by 30%. If you want to work it out, you do divide by 30%, right? So if you borrowed at 70%, you could buy... Now, we all know that it's we have to put in stamp duty and a few other costs, right? So we're just doing pure rounded up today. But, I mean, if you want to get perfect, you can go do the math. It's probably um, you add 5% for property buying. But let's just do this. Let's just do it simple. You're putting in that $100,000 equals the deposit and the return on deposit you could buy a $333,000 property. So tell me in the chat, where, what sort of property do you reckon you could buy for $333,000? Let me know. You, you reckon you'd be high quality? You reckon you'd be in great locations? Um, you reckon you'd be in a A-class location, flight to quality piece of real estate? Uh, you might be able to buy a piece of land, yeah. You might be able to do anything else with it, a tent, <laughs> you know. Probably that's what a car park is worth uh, in Sydney. Um, so there you go. Not great real estate, all right? Yep, C-grade further out. Exactly, Alison. All right, so let's do this. With the same amount of money, and we're just ass- assuming that, uh, you know, your, your ability to borrow uh, is uh, you're capable of leveraging, right? So you can your servicing's fine. With $100,000, let's do this. Let's put it in as a 20% deposit. Oh, here we go. This is looking a lot better. $500,000. What do you reckon you could buy for $500,000, folks? A lot better. You're getting closer to the city, uh, closer to the location you want, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right, let's do this. Let's have a look at the return uh, or the capacity of 90% lending. And uh, we all know, folks, the sweet spot. Tell me the percentage, the the actual percentage of the sweet spot for borrowing. So we minimise our lender's mortgage insurance and maximise our leverage. Tell me the the number. Um, it's not exactly ninety percent, but for today's purposes, we're going to talk about ninety percent. Tell me what is the number, folks? Tell me the percentage that minimises our land tax. Oh, not land tax. LMI. LMI. <laughs> $100,000, let's do this, $100,000 as a deposit. Uh, Bradley, it's 88%. Bradley, 88% is the sweet spot when it comes to borrowing and it, it not as much LMI and still quite a good outcome. All right. Now, if we use the same $100,000, folks, $100,000, and we say I'm going to put that down as a 10% deposit, look at what we can borrow. Look at what we can leverage to, all right? You get to a million dollars. So check it out. Look at the difference. Look at the difference in just using the same money, the same cash, the same capacity, the same 
equity that you've got, $100,000, and look at the difference, what you can do with leverage, folks. Leverage. It is absolutely fantastic when it comes to the property world and getting access to your ability to buy better assets. Look at the difference. That is 670, I don't know, 77 or something like that. That's a massive difference, folks. Now, let's say, let's say, just let's say this for an example. Let's just say your property went up 10%. Let's say it grew in value 10%. You made 33K. You made 50K. You made $100,000, right? So what's the percentage return cash on cash when we look at the, when you, when you look at this team, all right? Right, so let's have a look at return, cash on cash. So cash on cash is the calculation of I put in X cash and I got an X return, all right? So 33% cash on cash. That's still pretty tidy, by the way. You can't complain. But when you look at it like this, who wants to get 100% cash on cash return from a million-dollar asset? Same money, same money, hear me now, same cash, same cash, folks, exactly the same cash. Now, if your ability to borrow allows you to do this, it's it's flawed. Unless there is some reason you should not be maximizing your leverage when it comes to investing, if there's some reason... I. I can't even think of a reason. Tell me in the chat why would there be a reason that you'd be you wouldn't want to maximize the leverage that you got? Because what happens? What happens? This is like you know what what's happened just recently. I was I've been talking for months now, twelve months, folks. Equity lock, get in, lock in your money, re- refinance, revalue, get your cash, sort it out, get it, get access, lock it in. So what's happened right now? Tell me in the chat right now. What's happened? Last five months, what, what's, what's gone on? Tell me what is, has increased and decreased for all of us as property investors. What's happened? Interest rates have gone up, right? What's that done to your borrowing ability? Temporarily. It's gone down. Yeah, gone down. So listen. Leverage is important to understand. The only, yep, um, listen, people are dangerous. People are the ones. You, you are, you and me. We change, our, we change our circumstances. We lose our jobs. We, you know, like we cause our own problems when it comes to leverage, not the leverage itself. You buy a decent property, and I think that sweet spot's between 85 and 88% when it comes to leverage. Um, you know, for some first home buyers, you can get 95%. You know, the government will fling you some uh, lender's mortgage insurance and all sorts of stuff, right? But what are we talking about? We're talking about the return. You as an investor, tell me, you know, do you want to get 33% or do you want to get a 100% return on capital? 
Do you want to buy a million-dollar property or do you want to buy a $333,000 property? And do you know what? That's the difference. The difference is in 15 or 20 years' time, how you behave and use a leverage wisely and smartly will be significantly different. Imagine imagine 15 or 20 years of capital growth on a million-dollar property compounding compared to a $333,000 property. Folks, listen to me. Listen to me. Use leverage wisely. Don't burn your ability to borrow when you've got it. Okay, because it changes and sometimes it changes for the better and sometimes it changes for the worse. We've still got some interest rate rises coming, folks. There's probably two or three more. Okay, I don't know. I reckon there's a 50% chance that the interest rates aren't going to go up. Uh, I think potentially for Christmas, the old uh, RBA might give it a rest. Let's see. We shall see. Totally, Alison. And what happens is many investors confuse. Like, oh, I've got to have positive cash flow. I mean, yeah, that's good. But in the beginning, you're not buying the properties for you to have extra cash flow. You're buying the properties to create wealth, to grow the equity, to give the equity back as fast as possible. So you buy a better property. You don't buy a you know piece of crap, gives you $20 a week positive cash flow, you know, but doesn't grow in value and it's not going to give you equity back. All right, anyway. So we've had a little bit of a conversation uh, and I think I'm going to do part two tomorrow. Let's do part two tomorrow. Part two is going to be uh, debt recycling, debt recycle, uh, recycling and equity arbitrage, folks. Arbitrage. Because today we talked about leverage, good debt, bad debt, which is rich debt and poor debt, all right? Rich debt, poor debt. And we talked about cash on cash return on your money. What can we do with it? What can we do later as we acquire? We're going to do part two of debt. Part two of debt is going to be debt recycling and equity arbitrage tomorrow. All right. I'm going to try and get it done today. But as <laughs> but as things tend to happen, you know, it takes a little bit longer for me to get out my message. Anyway, a little bit ranty. Got sidetracked. All right, folks, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. You guys be awesome, be well. Join me tomorrow for part two of the Wealth Coffee Chat. Chat, chit chat, chit chat. We'll do debt recycling and equity arbitrage tomorrow. Uh, rant. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. All right, folks, that's it. I'm done. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out. Join me tomorrow for another one. You guys be awesome, be well. Bye, folks. Have a good day. Bye.